the WNR are live. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the WNR podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 173 Part 1, and we are live to bring you the pre-show to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Now, Dan, are you excited for the event tonight? I am very excited. NXT events never fail to deliver. No, I mean, honestly, they are a fantastic affair, aren't they? And, of course, uh, we've got a lot in store, but first, let me do... The alternate intro, and of course we do this on uh, every show, but it's one of my favourites today, one I do off air a lot, so let me do it. You know we belong together, you and I forever and ever, no matter where you are, you're my guiding star, and from the very first moment I saw you, there was such emotion, I'm walking on air, just to know you are there. Come on now, hold me in your arms, don't let me go, I want to stay forever, closer each day, hold man away. Absolutely nailed it. Thank you very much. And uh, it's better than a Scottish accent. I don't need to ask why. But Dan, what's in store tonight? Well, on tonight's show, we have NXT update, shout-outs, games, injuries, who done it? But we, of course, start with NXT news. Yes, NXT news. And WWE Hall of Fame Belize current champion can be the next Shawn Michaels. Sometimes W fans can be guilt and hoping up superstars following the footsteps of legends. More often than not, the comparisons are there, but they fail to live up to their lofty expectations. To this day, WWE is still searching for the next Rock, next Stone Cold Steve Austin, next Shawn Michaels, and so on. Although some might claim that Dolph Ziggler gave it a good go to emulate the Heartbreak Kid, it's evident that Michael's legacy was never in any danger as the show-off hasn't shown a similar amount of success. In fact... Michaels even called him out on it at one point and told him to find his own path and character by doing something different. Well, it's clear to see why being labelled the next Shawn Michaels is such an enormous deal. Michaels had an iconic career which spanned more than 25 years along the way. He carved the undoubted label as arguably the greatest in-ring performer WWE has ever seen. Ever since he retired and refused to come back, a handful of stars have been tasked with trying to reach 
the same height. Well, Ziggler, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are just a few that could be in that conversation. However, WWE Hall of Famer DDP believes the company does have the star that could be the next Michaels and HBK is currently working with him down in NXT. Or Lola might look the same and it's a running gag among the internet community. DDP believes reigning NXT North American champion Adam Cole, baby, has what it takes to become the next Michaels. (laughs) (coughs) I'm going to bite my tongue on this one because we are live. We're speaking to TSN 1050 Toronto. DDP claimed, you look at a guy like Adam Cole and you know they're comparing him to Shawn Michaels. That's who he could be down the line. Well, to say Shawn Michaels right now would be to say some of these young kids in the NBA have the ability to be Michael Jordan, you know. But he doesn't really have the ability, the work ethic, the knowledge. He's going to be a huge superstar up in WWE. An absolute megastar. He said that he's right, got to right, work right. with Shawn Michaels down there in NXT as well. The comparisons, including physical, are visible to see. The fact he also happens to be ridiculously popular among the fans also helps his case. At the moment, he's leading the undisputed era as he prepares to battle Ricochet at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And it's probably music to his ears that legends also believe he could be the next Michaels. So do you feel he could be the next man? I feel that DDP has taken one too many big bumps. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to have to say about well, that. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, other bit of news. It looks like Matt Riddle might not be the only name debuting soon as regular on NXT. It was reported this week that the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Casey Cantazaro is scheduled to be brought in for TakeOver. Nothing is for sure and plans could always change, but that usually means that they want her to debut, perhaps in the crowd like they've done before. Because they want to get ready for an imminent debut. People backstage have been high on her because she has been a quick learner. The 28-year-old from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, was the first woman to qualify on American Ninja Warrior. And she is the first and only woman to complete the city finals course. Well, she is a lifelong wrestling fan and was signed to the deal after impressing coaches at the Performance Centre in 2017. She has also made some appearances on live events and is one of the names announced for the May Young Classic. Injuries and Alistair Black will be reportedly needing surgery after sustaining an injury at the NXT live event this past weekend in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was noted that Black was said to be okay, but the incident was quite scary when it went down. There is talk backstage that Black may even miss the big NXT TakeOver Brooklyn event after recently undergoing groin surgery. According to sources, the recovery time for the injury usually takes three or more weeks. The injury occurred when Black was clutching the ropes during a match with Tommaso Ciampa. We'll have more update about the news and what's going to happen about the injury a bit later on. But we've got some good news about injury news. Yes, only Lorkin was injured back at NXT TakeOver Chicago earlier this year as he and partner Danny Birch took on the undeserving era for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah, Lorkin suffered a broken orbital bone and was forced to undergo surgery. They put him out of action for the time being, leaving Birch on his own. This was ultimately showcased on NXT TV as Birch took an Adam Cole without Lorkin at ringside. While it is un- if a Lorcan is cleared, we can confirm by the way of PW Insider that the superstar will be on the road this week for NXT and will be in attendance at TakeOver this weekend. In addition to this, Birch, Gianna Perezzo and Zach Gibson will also be on the road for NXT this week. Furthermore, like we said, Casey Casanaro, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir are scheduled to be there for TakeOver this weekend. 
regardless of what transpires at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, any news in regards to a potential return to in-ring competition is a good one. Yeah, I mean, it will be. We, we love Oni Lorcan here on the WNL podcast. And another thing we love as well is, of course, getting emails and comments, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook or like the WNL podcast at gmail.com. And here are a few shout-outs. So, uh, Dan, why don't you start us off? We've got Johnny Cashew, and he says, why do people not give NXT a chance? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that I've uh, I, I've seen, you know, it's, it's definitely online, like the kind of, I don't say casual WWE fan, but someone that watches Raw and SmackDown doesn't think there's any need to watch NXT because, you know, WWE is the, the big show, so they kind of forget about it. And then surprised when someone debuts from NXT and, you know, they, they don't know who it is because 8% of the people in W roster now are from NXT. Uh, what, what, why did you give NXT a chance for? To be honest, I'd not really given it much of a chance in the earliest series. <clears throat> I only started watching it when we was doing the podcast and I thoroughly enjoy it and I actually watch it live at home before we do the podcast on the updates on it as well now. So it's, you know, it's coming uh, becoming a bigger thing in my life. Yeah, and it's, and the thing is as well, it's only, you know, an hour, 50 minutes, you know, at, that you can take up. And I know there's a lot of wrestling in a week, you know, the three hours for all, two hours SmackDown, 205 Live as well if you watch that. But I think LXT is one of those programs that is, is worthwhile. And sometimes watching a kind of hour edit version of Raw and the full NXT because of the stories they tell. They focus on each, you know, division as well. Uh, and it, it, maybe you need to watch it with them to finally get them into NXT. People might not watch it by themselves like I, like I did with Dan. You know, you just sit down and say, we're going to watch this. What do you think about it, you know? But uh, thank you, Johnny, for that. Up next, Christine Hampson says, is there anything Ricochet can't do? Oh, damn. Well, he can't knock me out. <laughs> Picture that me and him have taken together. I'll give him one hit on the jaw and it knocked his eyes crossed. So he can't knock me out. That is probably the only thing that Ricochet can't do. Well, can he play uh, Hill? I think he can. I think he'd be able to play the cocky type of Hill as in, you know, it's... You know you know what CM Punk was like, you know, he's full of arrogance and, you know, I, I think he'd be able to play that really well. But I prefer him as a baby face. Yeah, I think that's where he works best, you know. Uh, in, in ring... Is there anything he can't do? I mean, even power moves and stuff like that, he, he's, he's more impressive than, than people think. Uh, it would be nice to see him come to NXT. I think well, part, part of the reason is for him as well. I don't want to speak for him, but like he wants to show, as he said in some of the promos, he, he's not a gif. You know, he's, uh, He doesn't just do the flips and the, the tricks off the top. He can actually wrestle. And I think that's something we were going to maybe see at TakeOver tonight, is that Ricochet is going to bring kind of more serious side to him as well. Um, but... Ricochet, I mean, is there anything you're worried about with the handling of Ricochet or anything like that at all? I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle when he inevitably goes up to the main roster. I want him to be, you know, treated with the respect he deserves. I don't want him to just get beaten down each week, you know, lost in the fold. I, you know, I don't like to admit it, but like Bobby Roode, you know, as as much of a fan of you, I do, I do like Bobby Roode and I do rib on him because, you know, you're such a big fan of him. But, you know what I mean? He, he has kind of got lost in the shuffle yeah. up on the no, no, to be fair, he has, and this is the problem when you've got the amount of talent that WWE has at the moment, if people getting, you know, lost around, or, or Ricochet getting tired with a kind of cruiserweight brush as well, you know, a guy can't wrestle to that size. But, uh, no, that's, that's, again, thank you for that. So, next question is, 
from Angel Dominguez. Yes, who is the greatest NXT champ of all time? Well, we just mentioned Bobby Roode there, and you've got to say, look at the record. He beat Nakamura, and Nakamura was untouchable. You talk about mishandling of wrestlers. Nakamura at that time was red hot, and Bobby Roode came along, and no one saw it coming apart from myself, and Bobby Roode got the job done then. And he held the title for that year, basically, uh, up until, you know, McIntyre, and I think showed his case for it. But does being a great NXT champ mean being great on the main roster as well? So who has actually been NXT champ and they've been put up to the main roster? Oh, so who's the greatest NXT champion on the? Well, it's... I'm just trying to look at it from I a know, different I know. angle. But yeah? if if you if you like Alexa Bliss, never uh, won a, a title when NXT and yet you know came up the main roster and was, was really strong there. Uh, well, if Maybe Drew McIntyre then, because who knows? You know, if you talk about potential and stuff, he's come up now, and, and he looks incredible at the moment. Uh, you would have maybe said Finn Balor, because for NXT, you could argue that he's up there. For me, it would be Rude, and then probably Balor, just because of the way he did. But what about someone like Kevin Owens? People forget he may be NXT champion. You know, look at the, his position on the roster. He's had more pay-per-view appearance than, than anybody, you know, these past few years. You know, you could argue Bo Dallas. Well, no, you can argue that. But Roman Reigns then, all right? Ro- Roman Reigns is the guy now. He came from NXT. Well, he wasn't NXT champion. It's Seth Rollins then, the greatest Seth NXT. Rollins. Yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins. So, you know, there we go. For me, in, who's in NXT, just as the champions that you've seen in your time, who do you rank as the greatest? Um, in personal opinion, I'd say Samoa Joe's up there. I think he was he was a great NXT champion. I think he was very dominant when he was down in NXT. But, you know, you've got to go with the likes of Finn Balor, Nakamura, Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens. I mean, Sami Zayn, you talk about not doing much. Loved, be loved there uh, on the, the, in NXT and you know, become champion like that. You know, Big E, people forget he was a part of that and he's new day. How successful he's been on the main roster. Uh, so, no, really good question there, you know. Um, Elias Ralph said, Undisputed Era have the chance to be as big as the NWI, I think that is, or DX. In Now, uh, he thinks this. Um, the Undisputed Era, if they were to go up a unit to Raw SmackDown, they might have an impact, but I, I can't really see that. Um, Dan, what, you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want my serious thoughts? No, or just like... let him let him t- tell him what you think. Um, I, I and why think... they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are very wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. Um, you are the king of wrong. You're wrong, 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 wrong. But no, um, I, I think you're wrong because the Generation X. You know, you look at the members that DX had. You've got Shawn Michaels. You've got Triple H, which are two of the greatest heavyweight champions. Going, you know, I'm not saying they are the greatest, but you know, they're two of the greatest. You've got probably one of the best tag team tag teams of the you know, the attitude era, you know, obviously going outside our top three. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you had the likes of X Pac, you had China thrown in there as well. They was a great unit. And you know, you look at the WI I've had, you've got the outsiders, you know, you tarring that under the wolf pack umbrella as well. You yeah, but isn't I mentioned with McIntyre, like, isn't it potential though? Shut these up guys, with fucking that... McIntyre. No, no, but I'm saying, is it potential though with the Undisputed Era? Like, they possibly could, uh, you know, have 
a brightest future. We we just don't know at this moment in time. You know, like we talk about NXT champion, we don't know what they could accomplish. You know, O'Reilly and Fish might become one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You know, and maybe Adam, maybe because you know, if if he be hits fifty percent of what maybe DDP thinks of him, then he's going to be a success anyway. So, are you being too harsh on this feud era? I'm being too. Well, I'm not being too harsh on Adam Carl. I pro- probably am being too harsh on handsome Carl O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. But you know, I think them two guys away from undeserving era will probably have a good run at the tag team yeah. championships. Well, the interesting thing as well, it, it's always time. You know, some wrestlers come from main event stars. You know, you go back and watch old events with like MVP or Kennedy, and you think, oh, Carlito. These guys are going to be around in a few years' time and, and mature, and they don't. You know, like I say, the talent turnover as well. People come and go, and that's why some people are accused of hanging on to their jobs in WWE. You know, someone like Zack Ryder, maybe, uh, rather than going out and, and, and doing something else. That's just an example. I'm not saying, you know, like, they should release Mojo Rawley first and foremost. But anyway, another question is from Johnny Woodlands. I'm sick of the amount of Japanese women. They're all the same. And after what's happened to Oscar, how will Sane or Ilo be any different? And of course, that's Lo Chiara. She's in the May Young Classic. My pick, actually, I should say, for May Young Classic. Kari Sane, Oscar. Are they all the same, Dan? I mean, he's he's tired of it. I, hopefully, not in a <laughs> in a non-racist way. Maybe I, I don't <laughs> think the intentions there to be racist, but I, I think certainly with Oscar and Kari Sane, they are completely different characters um you know you've got oscar she's more of a strong style you've got kari saying i know she's got a bit of strong style but she's more technically gifted than oscar um you know yeah i i think me and james are up there with the people that think oscar has not been treated the way she deserves on the main roster they was pushing and pushing and pushing her in her undefeated streak and then you know she goes and loses to carmella and she loses to flair and she just, you know, gets bumped down the roster and she just gets made to look like a complete idiot. Yeah, I, I feel the, the problem is, at this moment in time, when it comes to someone like Oscar or Kyrie Sane, is they're different, and that's what's great about it. But I still think WWE has problems sometimes with being too different. Like Ronda Rousey, she's kind of an American girl, you know, and people can get behind her, and maybe that's why they called the Jets and Oscar. I'm not saying that's why they did. Or someone like Kari Sane as well comes up, can only go a certain way, because they're not going to get fully behind her. Because they're kind of the women's revolution, so to speak, with the, the, the four horse women, you know, like you've got Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, and um, of course Becky Lynch. They kind of have to have a say on the cards. And now with Naomi, uh, Naomi, sorry. Well, Naomi should deserves more of a chance as well. But Carmella and um, Alexa Bliss up there, it's very difficult to get into that scene. So I do worry about saying, saying and like I say, even Shiava as well, that she is completely different. And I hope May Young Classic, you know, sorts that out. And, and there is not a problem with having her win it this year because saying, well, at last year, that's stu- stupid. You just have the best women wrestler win the tournament. You know what I mean? That It doesn't matter where they come from. You can't just say, you know, look at the amount of... Um, Americans that have won tournaments and you know the King the King Rings or anything like that. So it, you know that that's cool. So I think to get sick of it, I think you just got to give them a chance. You know, like like you said, give WWE a chance to to try and sort it out, and if not, get fully behind Sane or get fully behind uh, Shiara when she gets there anyway. And, and and don't be sick with them. Be sick with the WWE 
treatment of them. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's fair. Dan, anything else about them at all? I think I've answered that pretty in-depthly. Oh, I think you have, yeah, given it a lot of depth there. But that is it for shout-outs for now. We're going to have shout-outs in a little while. But I have a question for you, Dan. And that question is, because uh, we said we were going to do it, and when does NXT update start? Now! So it is NXT episode 462. Two. Two weeks ago, Tommaso Ciampa defeats Alistair Black for the NXT Championship. Last week, Alistair Black blasted Johnny Gargano with a black mass kick for his involvement during the title match. Tonight, the two will meet in the ring. And Mauro Ronaldo, Percy Watson and Nigel McGuinness to tonight's show as we get right to the first match. And that is Amber Nova... Versus Nikki Cross. Yeah, and we see Nikki Cross come out here, and you're a big fan of her entrance, aren't you? I do love her entrance, yeah. It's just someone laughing demonically, then screaming, and Nikki like screams along with it as well. And yeah, I just think she's she's a million times better on her own. You know, nothing. I'm not trying to take anything away from Santi or, you know, put them down, but I think Nikki Cross is kind of her own element, and she goes well with. You know, herself, basically. Yeah, sometimes the individual overshadows a group, and we're seeing that a bit with Nikki Cross. Uh, we get Nikki... We get crowd chance with Nikki's going to kill you to start off, and Cross backs over to corner, clean break, but Nova shoves Cross, arm drag, belly-to-belly suplex, cover, and a two. Two. On Nova. Nova ends up driving Cross face first with her legs into the top turnbuckle. Well, Nova with the full mount, lands some big strikes, tries for a couple of covers, but only gets two. Two. Straight jacket submission on Cross in the middle of the ring. Cross gets away, hits a couple of kicks and runs over Nova. Screaming all along the way. Full mount by Cross, hits some punches to the face, heads up top rope and hits a diving crossbody. She hits a swinging net break up for the one, two, three. Yeah, really impressive there by Nikki Cross. And you've got to think if she stays in XT, she will be challenging uh, for the women's title. We get a vignette for Keith Lee. He talks about looking to be better every single day and want the NXT Universe to bask in my glory. Ricochet comes out for a match but ends up getting attacked from behind by Undisputed Era because they're not big enough and man enough to attack him to his face. Adam Cole on the mic. He says he's not a coward and he stands tall as the one and only North American champion. He's not a coward yet. It takes four of them to beat down one, one and only. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to go into it schematics but Cole says he plans on mangling Ricochet at NXT TakeOver and that is undeserved well I feel that Ricochet is in big trouble not because one on one he can't be but like you say if you look at the numbers game then Ricochet is a four against one and I know how great Ricochet is but he's going to struggle against Adam Cole anyway backstage Vanessa Bourne talks about her upcoming match against Tanara Conte in a May Young Classic qualifying match Ball says she doesn't want to deprive the NXT universe of the vision and she plans on taking a final spot at the May Young Classic. 
And we get our next match, which is Cassius Ono versus Adrian Jode. And Jode shows off some capera at the start of the match, which is uh, Brazilian street fighting, if you didn't know. Oh. Kind of like spinning around. He looks a bit of a twat. Jode tries to take him down. is eventually able to bring the big man down. Ono lands a boot to the face, hits a running center on Splash. Running kick to the face, and he lands a couple more. Ono with a slap to the head. Jaoud is able to nearly lift Ono, throws a couple of strikes and then hits a side suplex. Ono recovers, lands a big strike, hits a forearm to the side of Jaoud's head and that will do it. Well, the winner calls Cassius Ono and poolside EC3 meets up with Elfteen Dream to discuss their issues before their NXT TakeOver match. EC3 sits next to Elfteen Dream who then asks him if he wants to take a walk. Dream fakes pushing EC3 into the pool but he was just joking. EC3 says this upcoming match is bigger than the both of them. It's bigger than life. Dream feels disrespected by EC3 after inviting him into his facilities and drops his shades. EC3 goes to pick him up. Dream tries to shove him in the pool and EC3 dumps Dream in the pool instead. Dream freaks out and EC3 says, Dude, it's three foot deep and walks off. <laughs> well, next week, the Velvety Dream will dive. And we get a debutant now. It's Keith Lee and he's going against Marcel Barthel. Yeah, and the crowd gives a nice welcome to Keith Lee in his debut NXT match with Keith Lee and ooh, bask in his glory chance. We're going to see if this guy is worth the hype. We talked about his signing a few months ago, of course, on the WR podcast, and we'll see what he's like now. But you've got to be impressed, and not just by Keith Lee, but like you said, the other guy, not in bad shape himself. And uh, is that a German flag I noticed on his trunks? Oh, yeah. Have you got a new Alex Wright? Has he got a big dong? I don't know. I can't see it at the moment. I mean, Keith Lee's probably, yeah. Actually, right, we're going to start the match now. Nine. <laughs> Marcel goes from behind. Oh, my God. Gets stopped with a big forearm there by Keith Lee. Who gives Marcel nine back. And he just hits a, a kind of a forearm slash elbow strike. Looks like it's left-handed, Lee is. But Marcel there with uh, throat thrust couple of European uppercuts, but Keith Lee pushes him off, jumps over the top of him, goes down low. A semi-impressive dropkick. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad, though, by Keith Lee, a man his size. He's licking his lips, and he's ready for action NXT. And uh, Keith Lee grabbing Marcel's foot, Marcel trying to break it, and Keith Lee saying no chance. So Marcel just kicks him in the face, and that breaks it. And now Marcel kicks in the midsection, shot to the back of the head, catches Lee's foot. Who says nine, and then a step up in Seguri from Marcel, and he's kind of hanging Keith Lee around the second rope. Nice aggression there. You got credit him. I mean, even though it's Lee's debut, like I said, Marcel's here to make a big impression. He's going to run the ropes now. Oh, running drop kick section goes for the cover. One, two, but a powerful kick out. Oh. I said a powerful kick out. Oh. Keith Lee. Well, Lee's struggling to get to his feet at this moment in time. Marcel hunting him down, much like the Nazis did to the Jews back in the 30s. <laughs> what, no? Too soon? All right. Well, Marcel looks impressive at this moment in time. He's got Lee in the trouble. Lee blocks a shot, responds with a headbutt, and I always like to see a headbutt, turns around in the corner. And a double hand slap to the chest of Marcel. And now Lee... Looking to finish this. Here he comes running in. Looking for a big splash, but Marcel sidesteps it. Keith hits the top turnbuckle. 
And now an uppercut, and he's going to try and maybe DDT or suplex him. No, Keith Lee reverses it, turns it into a face-first suplex. Oh, went for a clothesline. Marcel dodged, leaped over the top. Oh! I think Marcel was going for a crossbody there, but Keith Lee just swatted him down. <laughs> like the pounce there. Marcel went flying off him. Now picks him up. A variation of a jackhammer by Keith Lee. Well, I don't know about you, but I, for one, am not impressed with Keith Lee. I don't know. I don't know. It, for me, he sold too much in that match. Marcel had too much to do. Like, if Lee was going to make... If it's his debut, he needs to look more impressive than that. As for the character and that, I don't think I know enough yet. Build-wise, yeah, I'm probably not the level I would expect. Personally, but... I was actually more impressed by Marcel. He seems like more of a character, you know. He's got that bit of a German garb going. You know, nine when he was trying to get the break, you know. And the one to Keith Lee's obvious, you know power and strength advantage but you know it's it, I might warn him I'm not going to completely write him off like I did Adam Cole yeah yeah or Leo Rush I'm going <laughs> to give him I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt but you know so far underwhelming yeah we'll see what happens there but he did get the victory at an ATM machine though Street Profits on their new show Street Talk and they talk some trash about the mighty and say they're going to see him in a match next week and we get Vanessa Vaughan versus Tainara Conti in a May Young Classic qualifying match. And both wrestlers try early for both wrestlers try for pins early on, but barely get one counts. Conti with a judo throw, Bourne with a double leg takedown, cover two. Two. Conti with a float over and again goes for a pin, but two. Two. Bourne runs over Conti, hits a forearm to the back and throws Conti's head into the second turnbuckle. Bourne with a body scissors in the middle of the ring. I deserve it, not you, Bourne yells. She goes for an elbow drop, but nobody home. Charge into the corner, and Conti lands a number of kicks. Well, Conti tries to drag Bourne away from the corner. Bourne hangs on and gets kicked hard in the arm. Belly to belly suplex by Conte. Bourne hangs on the edge of the ring for a moment, gets up and smacks Conti in the face. Are you crazy, Conti yells. Conti hits a rough counter and plants Bourne into the match cover. One, two, three. Tanara Conte wins the Epping. Next week, Kari Sane takes on Aaliyah, or Numph, and Tyler Bate takes on Roderick Strong. Well, we mentioned the news a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, but Cain Velasquez was in the crowd for this set of tapings for NXT, and of course he was at the Performance Centre recently. Um, it's announced that Tommaso Ciampa will defend his title against Alistair Black at NXT TakeOver. So that should be a great main event for TakeOver, but up next, it should be a, what's it, a TakeOver main event level match. Black versus Johnny Gargano. Nailed it. Well, unbelievably, we are seeing the entrance of the former NXT champion in Alistair Black. And uh, you got a question, how is his mindset at the moment, just two weeks on from losing it to Tommaso Ciampa? You know, where has he got to be? Dan, he is your man. You've backed him since day one. How's he going to respond from losing the NXT title? He's going to completely destroy Johnny Gargano. He's going to completely destroy Johnny Gargano. And then he's going to go to NXT TakeOver. And he's going to destroy Tommaso Ciampa. And claim back his title, basically. Well, one thing I will say about Alistair Black is that when he did lose for the first time in NXT, it was a bit of a shock. But then he responded there to go undefeated up until, calls course, Tommaso Ciampa again. So if that was a period of time, we'll see how long it will take him again. 
But you got to wonder if you're going to see a bit more from Alistair Black now. He's very controlled, isn't he? You know, we, we can see... It will be more angry now. He blames Johnny Gagano for costing the NXT title. Rightfully so, in my eyes. You know, if Gagano didn't come out here, Black had the job done. Uh, so, obviously, and I like that aggressive side. But will he be more interested in revenge than he will be the Appian's undoing? I think it all plays into Chumper's plan come takeover, you know. Most of this is just going to be stress relief for Alistair Black. He's just going to get out because, you know, he's got a lot of frustration built up with Johnny Gargano. You know, he's going to get that out of his system, go to NXT TakeOver with a clear head, defeat Tommaso Ciampa, and, you know, claim back his NXT. Because it does look great around his way. It, it does, you know. And uh, the thing is, Black's been a great champion. Perhaps maybe he's frustrated, not only for losing the title, but maybe being a little bit overshadowed by Gagano and Ciampa. Because they have made event the pay-per-views, haven't they? But we start off quick here. Black comes out running and is... You know, it's just striking Johnny Gagano. <laughs> well, there's no love lost here. And I'm, I wonder who the NXT Universe will be favouring in this one. Seem very quiet at the moment. I'd favor, you would say it's the two of the uh, number one guys, as in, you know, faces in NXT. But Gagano's showed an aggressive side recently, shown he can fight now with the forearms. Black catches him, though, responds with a lovely combination, tries to end it with a knee. Gagano turns it round. Sends it to his kick, sends Black to the outside. Gagano goes flying through the second rope, takes out Alistair Black, gets right in the face. <laughs> it's like, come on, Alistair, get up, Ali. Come on, Alistair, you can do this. And now Gargano throws Black back in. And Johnny Gagano's been on the roll, yeah, apart from his takeover loss to Champa, but you could say that was uh, more luck than judgment. You know, referees not being around and the shenanigans that happened. And now it's Johnny stumping the mud hole, walking it dry. I was running in towards Black, but Black elevates him over the throat, but Gagano lands on the apron, oh. tries his little springboard dive through the second rope, but gets caught with a knee to the jaw. Another thing, if Gagano could beat Black here tonight, and if Black um, comes up the wrong side against Champa, then he goes to the back of the line at the moment. You know, he's been champion, he's had his rematch, and there's other guys that have got the job done. Gagano now rolls through for another kick. Well, you know, another match scheduled for TakeOver. EC3, both these guys have been there or thereabouts, the top of the picture. You know, is that effectively a number one contenders match? That's that's the thing, and that's what we'll talk about later when we run through the card. You know, we'll be be detailing every little thing with Black going behind people like that, people like who's going to return as well. We haven't seen Lars Sullivan in a number of months, so it's going to be interesting to see. Black and Garner, like, matching each other at this moment in time. Black had Gagano scouted, hit the knee. Both men trading and then double clothesline. This is at this moment. It's a good match to have just before taking a couple of weeks before takeover. Of course, this would be uh, oh, live on the Chump show. Oh, but has just made his way to the ring. Oh. Goes straight after Gagano, throws him out of the ring, and then starts kicking away at Alistair Black. Now, the NXT champion, Tommaso Chumper's out here assaulting Alistair Black. Black gets disqualified. Because Chumper touched Gagano first. But this is more about an assault. Gagano's back in though to stop it. And Alistair Black just hitting everything that moves now. Both these men have been a thorn in his side for the past few weeks now. Overshadowing him at NXT takeovers. Kind of, you know, both of these men are responsible for him losing his title. And both men though. Black want to beat the shit out of Chumper. He can't escape at the moment. But Black Black wants both men. Black wants Gagano and Chumper. 
Chumper, I don't know who he, wa- who he wants. He just wants to get out there with his title, I suppose. He's going to play everybody against each other, isn't he? You know, Chumper, if he can find a way, but he gets hit there. But then the smart thing for Chumper would have been to let these two guys beat 10 bells of shit out of each other, then come and capitalise on it, not come down halfway through a match or at the beginning of a match. I suppose so, but Chumper, what we said, his side of black heart, maybe sometimes he just likes to hurt people rather than going through, you know, certain plans. And now Black over the top of Gagano. The officials having to come pull him off. And this is not over by any stretch of imagination. William Regal's music playing. Oh, and what's what he... What the bloody hell is going on down here? <laughs> well, William Regal said you're hell-bent at destroying each other. He's not going to control it, but he can do something about it. He's going to let it happen. And what a match that should be. William Regal just making it. Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano for the extra title. So basically, because Ciampa got involved in the match, <laughs> Gargano's been added to it. Well, <laughs> cut your nose to spite your face. Ciampa's in trouble. Black wants an opportunity to beat the shit out of Gargano and Ciampa. And Gargano now can get the extra title. just works against Ciampa. But the officials are stopping everyone at this moment. So what do you think of this episode of NXT? I think it's... Uh... It's been very interesting. It's certainly building up towards uh, the NXT TakeOver event. Um, you know, you can see the uh, you can see the feud going with Undeserving Era and Ricochet. You can see, like, you know, the uh, the NX uh, sorry, EC3 and uh, Velveteen Dream feud. That one's like coming. You know, it's going to reach its culmination at Brooklyn, and so obviously the uh, the NXT Championship match as well. Yeah, it's been all good, and we'll go back to us now live. Yeah, and after NXT went off the air Wednesday night on WWE Network, a frightening discovery was made in the parking lot of the Full Sail Live as Alistair Black was found laid out and conscious, seemingly a victim of a mysterious ambush. Though no details on Black's condition are known just yet, we will bring you updates as more information becomes available. And we have... An update. WWE confirms Alistair Black is out of NXT TakeOver. Yes, uh, NXT General Manager William Regal has confirmed Alistair Black is out of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn for main event through injury. He also revealed that Tommaso Ciampa will now defend the NXT Championship match. Uh, <coughs> will now defend the NXT Championship against Johnny Gagano in a last man standing match. My God, so that changes TakeOver drastically. Not only is it going to be Ciampa... Gagano for the third takeover in a row, but Black is out of action. And uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on Alistair Black not being able to compete at takeover, Dan? I'd rather him take some time out, you know, and recuperate, come back stronger than go to takeover, have, you know, a below par match because pretty much every match of Alistair Black's we've seen at takeover has been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I'd rather him have a great match when he comes back than, you know, try and force his way through possibly, you know, comment himself, you know, possibly putting himself to more injury down the line. So we're asking about who done it, who attacked Alistair Black, and we've got news from the Alistair Black attack and maybe it provides some answers. So one week after former XC champion Alistair Black was attacked in the Full Sail University, the pro wrestling world is still looking for answers. Thanks to the fine folks over at W.com, new surveillance video footage surfaced from the night of the attack. And if you see it, um, 
It doesn't really give us too many new clues. The video is black and white, grainy, has no audio, and it doesn't provide any solid answer. What the video does show is that basically anyone seen during the footage is still a suspect. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, War Raiders, Velveteen Dream, EC3, every single member of the Undisputed Era, they're all prime suspects. And Ricochet. Well, we're going to try and identify the person that attacked Alistair Black right now. So, Dan, we're going to compile a list of suspects that we believe. We have got another video or audio clip, shall I of an updated list that is an exclusive WB video. Uh, so, we, we're trying to hope, and we're going to pin it down. I have got loads of suspects, and I've got one main culprit, I feel. And, Dan, uh, you can let me know. So, list of suspects first and foremost. So... People that we know were around there. So, it's Tommaso Ciampa, of course, wasn't there, you know? We've got Adam Cole and the Undeserving Era. Yeah, we've got Johnny Gargano, that was seen. Uh, Lars Sullivan was seen in the background, even though he's out injured, he was still seen, you know, off in the distance. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and we had uh, the War Raiders there as well, didn't we? Yep. Um, you had uh, Connor Reeves. Yes, Connor Reeves. Uh, Velveteen Dream was about... Uh, that's what we saw in the kind of the weird footage, and then on Facebook, uh, they released uh, another video to tell us more suspects. Following this week's episode of NXT, Alistair Black was attacked in the parking lot just behind me. Now we have obtained footage of the aftermath of this incident and have identified a number of superstars around the scene. So let's take a look back at that footage. As general manager William Regal headed out to survey the scene, Johnny Gargano just happened to be passing by. He was one of Black's opponents for TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Here we see Undisputed Era's Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish peel out of the parking lot. Although it's difficult to see at first, we have made out that that is Lars Sullivan right there in the yellow. Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovic are also filming as officials checked on Black. A second angle of the incident kicks off with Kyrie Sane and Candice LeRae, and Cassius Ono joins them. Then we see the trio of Jackson Riker, Steve Cutler, and Wesley Blake. Kona Reeves shoes away the cameraman. And lastly, after being laid out by the Undisputed Era earlier in the night, we see Ricochet waiting to leave the parking lot. In the third camera angle, NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler walks by, while Velveteen Dream can be seen visually upset in the background. The camera then catches Fabian Eichner, Cesar Bononi, and Marcel Bartel. And the most obvious suspect in all of this, NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, who was slated to defend his title against Black and Gargano on August 18th. And the last person we can identify in the video is EC3. While the attacker and the motive have yet to be identified, there are several superstars in those videos who would have reason to attack Aleister Black. The attack forced general manager William Regal to change the NXT championship match at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 to a last man standing match between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Well, there we go. I mean, we've got a list of 25 suspects now from that video. Uh, there was a few of them. Uh, people like Velveteen Dream, War Raiders, Easy Free, Ciampa, Gargano, 
Ricochet, other few there are Sullivan, Tucker Knight, Dozovic, uh, Cassisono, Candice Ray, Kari Sane, Riker, Blake. Uh, we had Basler there as well, Eichner, Benoni, so Ricochet. There was a so we're going to try and whittle them down. I love this story at the moment for NXT. I think it's brilliant to problem solving. Do you know what I mean? Like they had an injury of Black, it was a problem, and then they gave us this storyline. Which fixed it. What's your thoughts on on this? Quickly, you know who done it? I think it's interesting. You know, it gives us as fans something to you know kind of mull over and you know have a bit of a discussion yeah. about because you know we've spoken about this in at length. You know, before we came on on air and yeah, I'm with the pictures, with the bits of uh, wire going yeah, across. We, we've got bits of string going from everyone. We've got a massive picture of Alistair Black in the middle. You know, we've got every superstar, and we've got bits of string going to them and it's been messy it has been it has but yeah we've got top three suspects um so we'll get we'll do one each i suppose dan who's your in your top three third place for me and it's a bit of a an outsider and it is cassius ono why cassius for he's he's not really been around the nxt picture you know the nxt title picture at all so you know i think he's trying to make a statement and say look you know i deserve to be there one roaring elbow bang alistair black's well, down it's the thing and then going with candace LeRae because that's what we've seen with a kind of standing over her saying like i just did this to your man and you have no idea maybe that's the case you know i've been sick of watching these guys take over off take over and he's not had a chance as a main eventer i like that like, that's cool uh, my number three, it's a bit out there again, a man who's not in NXT, but a guy who would want revenge against Ali B, and that is CN. Now, if you think about it, who beat CN for the NXT title? Alistair Black. It was at TakeOver. He never got a proper revenge. Maybe after coming up on SmackDown and not getting a, a lot of treatment, you know, get good treatment to NXT and gets the job done by taking out Ali B. Hmm? What about CN? I mean, that's that's there, isn't it? You know, wouldn't put it past the three eleven boy. <laughs> Who is your number two? My number two pick, Lars Sullivan. Oh, he's back and he's back with vengeance. It was Ali B that beat him to get the shot against CN, so he's got a point to prove to Ali B. Yeah, no, I you see it exactly. Beat him at takeover, embarrassed him, injured him. What a statement that would be by Lars Sullivan to, to come back, you know. Well, my number two is a bit silly, but bear with me, all right? Bear with me with this one. So looking back over WWE television and uh, over Payfuse times, you know, a few backstage assaults has happened. Uh, and one of them is kind of eerily similar to this. Back in 2002, Shawn Michaels was found in a car park, assaulted by a mysterious attacker, and put headfirst into a, a car window. That man turned out to be Triple H. I think Triple H attacked Alistair Black. Why is that? Just because of the amount of uh, potential in Alistair Black. Triple H has seen him, realised he's become a multiple-time champion. He's not going to listen to the authority, is he? He's not listening to anybody. He's his own man, and he wants to cut it off, shut it off, and that's why the man behind NXT doesn't want someone like Black being NXT champion, and that's why he's taken him out. 
that is very, very out there. Well, it is, isn't it? You know, but uh, I mean, you say that's out there. My number one pick, I have evidence to back up. So, Dan, who is your number one pick? My number one pick is so out there. I'd like you to reveal yours first because mine's just going to shock the world and it's going to be a mic drop. Well, mine's pretty shocking, actually. It's not, you know, maybe people think Chumper would be the one to do it. I am going to say, actually, it's Johnny Gargano. Now, I know a lot of you are surprised, but I have evidence to back this up. And let me play you that clip right now. Johnny, in just a few hours, you'll be facing Aleister Black, who blames you for costing him the NXT championship. What have you been doing to prepare since what happened last week? He blames me. You know what? For the longest time, TakeOver Chicago played itself over and over and over in my head. And I couldn't get it out. But now, there's a new picture in my mind. And it's Tommaso Ciampa as NXT champion. And that's because of me. I did that. You know, Alistair, last week you hit me with the black mass and I probably deserved it. Because I messed up. It was my fault. I'll give you one. That's it. It's not going to happen a second time. I'll just let that sink in. So, Gagano said Alistair Black hit him with a black mask kick and it will never happen again. Not How can he ensure the fact that it can't happen again? Not only that, he said Chumper come champion is his doing and he wants to sort it out on a one-on-one situation. Situation. So, Johnny Gagano, when you can blame Chumper, when you think Chumper's done it, have you how have you not seen a darker side of Johnny Gagano recently? We have, yes. Yes. It, it is evident. It is evident. It's evident that I have here that Johnny Gagano did it. He wants the NXT title. He Chumpa mean more to him than Candice LeRae, who was there, means more to him than any treatment of anybody else. He wants to finish what he's done with Chumpa one on one. Does it make him a bad guy to take out Alistair Black? That would be for your uh interpretation. Black hit Gagano Black Mask Kick. He said that was fine. We saw what it was like on NXT beforehand. I'm saying Johnny Gargano. I think that's a good list of top three. So who is your number one? My is a former NXT champion. And he wants to make a statement upon returning to NXT. Neville. What? What? He's been off telly for a while. What better way to make a statement and come back to NXT television than to take out a former NXT champ, Alistair Black? I thought Triple H was silly. <laughs> you think Neville is coming back. And what have you got to to back it up? 
I have no. You, you've seen out Evil Neville is. Well, yeah. You know, he's still theoretically employed by WWE. He is, yes. And he clearly doesn't want to be in 205 Live. No. Where's the best place to put him? NXT, NXT. under Triple H's wing. Well, interesting you say that, because tomorrow night on our live show, we'll be live for SummerSlam tomorrow. We'll be live at 9 p.m. for that, so an hour earlier. We will have uh, a story on Neville. We're going to have an update. Is it that he's coming back after attacking Ali Blee? We, we just don't know. Uh, but let's just let's say yours, Neville, Lars Sullivan, and Cassius Ono. Uh, to be fair, out of all of them, I'd probably say Lars Sullivan is more likely. For me, I've got proof here. All right? You're going to have to come back and listen to this when I'm right when it's Johnny Gagano. Okay? Because he's the one that attacked... Alistair Black. Of course, we'll have more updates about Ali B's, Ali B's condition when he's back and who actually did it. Did even Alistair Black see who attacked him, you know? We'll find out more in the upcoming weeks. But right now, let's have the second episode of NXT. So, yes, it's NXT, the second NXT we're watching our live show, episode 463, the 15th of August. We get an in memory of Jim the Anvil Nightheart graphic and a silent open before a recap of the chaos at the end of the last episode and Mauro Ronaldo runs down the change it made to TakeOver's NXT title main event. Yeah, and of course that's going to be last man standing now, Chompa versus Gargano. And then we get Street Profits and they defeat the mighty via pinfall with a roll-up and a handful of tights by Montel's Ford on Thorn. Yes, Nick Miller and Montez Ford start us off and the Aussie quickly overpowers Ford and shoves him to the Mighty's corner to bring in Shane Thorne. Montez slips out of a back body drop, and Angelo Dawkins tags himself in. They hit both their opponents with tandem moves, but when it's Dawkins and Thorne, a lariat to the back of Angelo's head sends him into the turnbuckle and puts the heels in control. Well, they maintain control by occasionally distracting the referee and employing dirty tricks. Miller gets a near fall with a nice splash. Sergeant Angelo kicks him in into his partner, allowing him to finally reach his corner and bring Ford in hot. He cleans house, but Thorne fires back. They go for roll-up covers, and after Shane tries to steal a win with a handful of tights, Montez gets as good as he's got. Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson slash Jackson discuss tonight's show. We see women's champ Shayna Baszler coaching Aaliyah, or Nymph, in the gorilla position before her match with the wrestler Baszler will defend her title against on Saturday. Well, Undisputed Era are chilling in their spot backstage. Roderick Strong can't believe he and Kyle O'Reilly have to face Mustache Mountain again in Brooklyn. Carl Mox Trent seven for saying he's 100%, and the faction side, if he's 100%, they must be 1,000%. Strong and Bobby Fish, Mox Seven and Tyler Bate, and War Raiders for saying they'll beat whoever wins at TakeOver. Adam Cole remarks it's been a year since they debuted, and this weekend they'll show Ricochet and everyone else that this is their era, and that it is undisputed. Kari Sane defeated Nymph via submission with the anchor. Well, Shania Basler, the most dangerous woman in WWE, joins the commentary team as the wrestlers lock up. A liar, Nymph, disrespectfully pushes Sane in the middle of the ring, and when Kari eyes the champ, a liar attacks her from behind. That doesn't last too long, though, as Kerry grabs her opponents and puts them in a stretch muffler. A liar, leave it. A liar makes the ropes and flattens saying Basler was teaching her backstage. That's short-lived, though, as Kari heads into her finishing sequence after the interceptor spear 
the sliding elbow and three insane elbows. Sane finally goes for the cover but pulls Aaliyah up at two. Two. She locks in her submission finisher and arches over to stare at the Queen of Spades, who climbed up on the announce desk to stare her down well while Aaliyah taps. The stare down continues after the bell, with Basler holding up her belt as Sane poses at the ring post. We get a video package for the North American title match. Starts with a recap of Adam Cole's year in NXT before segueing into a highlight reel of Ricochet. It recaps Cole's claim that his opponent might be good or even great, but he's not special like he is. Ricochet vows to wipe Cole's name from the belt and bring honour to it by defending it every night, something he says Cole is failing to do. Well, Velty Dream presenters for a promo. He responds to fans chant his name with a laugh and says them cheering him is funny, just like EC3. He mockingly says EC3 is so smart, funny, and charming, just like the fans. He had the dream's curiosity, but now he has something money can't buy, and that no one wants. He has the Velveteen's dream's attention. He's made an enemy out of the dream, and this Saturday, he stops due to the fans chanting his name. It'll be dream over. EC3 is here, marching down the ramp with a mic in hand. He says... So this is what it sounds like when doves cry. He makes fun of Velveteen's fanny pack, is black leather. He knows what Dream is trying to do and warns him not to. He's trying to get into his head and it's a scary place. And he builds condos in people's heads. Dream's head is a real fixer-upper. But the time is, <coughs> but the time for talking is over. It's time to fight and EC3 is here to rack up victory after victory. After victory, well, Dream after victory. cuts him off and again says takeover will be Dream over. EC3 says they don't have to wait until Saturday and starts taking off his shirt. Dream removes his fanny pack and then throws his denim vest at EC3 and cheap shots him. Before Velveteen can put EC3 down, however, he slips free and hits his fireman's carry cutter. He stared down a day's dream before sliding out of the ring. Yes, and do you know how he slid out the ring? Huh. Randy Orton-esque. So what? He's trying to be like the great. Enough of your little petty comments about him. Rufus Willie and all that anyway. Video package admits the recap of the first two matches. Johnny Gagala says in Chicago, all he saved were hatred and hatred, and that's why Tommaso Ciampa won. As Ciampa's NXT win is shown, Tommaso says he replaced his former partner. This builds to a pretty epic crescendo, as you expect. You should watch it, and we're going to play it when we talk about the match later. We see Bianca Belair rehabbing her injury at the Performance Centre as Percy tells us she'll be back soon. Pete Dunne will defend the UK title against Zach Gibson next week. Not sure if that happens on Saturday or if they'll be showing something from the tapings a few weeks back. Yeah, but what a match that should be, a repeat of the UK title tournament 2 we saw earlier in the year. But now it's main event time and it's Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate. I mean, we're just 72 hours away from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. We see Mustache Mountain versus the Unspewed Era again. And uh, it should be a great match. But who are you favouring here, Dan? Roger Strong or Tyler Bate? I am obviously Tyler Bate. Well, Mustache Mountain are a great tag team, but I think they've got the thing I think they've got to their advantage is the fact that Tyler Bate is a fantastic singles wrestler in his own right. Only being, you know, twenty years old, the first ever WUK champion, he can go in his own right, so Roderick Strong, I know, has been known as a singles wrestler, but I think Bate got so much upside, and I think he's been in a real role recently. You know, if you look at the tag team title loss, I'm not going to blame Trent Seven, but it was his knee injury. You know, even though he didn't tap out or give anything up, the towel was thrown, 
So I think it's going to be interesting. It's the two single wrestlers of the tag teams. So I think this should be good. And Kyle O'Reilly and Strong coming out here. And they've been impressive as NXT tag team champions. I mean, the question is, will they be holding the titles after Brooklyn? We'll talk about that later when we run through a card. But as a singles match, Roderick Strong versus Bate, I think it's quite a good it. It is, yeah, you know, it's... Uh... I don't know, I probably would have rather seen Handsome O'Reilly going against Bate because I think they'll probably be a bit better chemistry. But, yeah, Roderick Strong, I think, you know, with his cocky heel attitude going against Tyler Bate, I think Tyler's a great worker and can bring out the best in pretty much anyone. Yeah, and I think Strong has been all right, actually, this past uh, year or so. We questioned if he had what it takes to be in NXT and, you know, maybe getting the call up. And he suited era quite well. Yeah, he's a replacement for Bobby Fish. But uh, I think he's been doing all right. And uh, w- the performances in the ring have, have been good as well. So you think you can't argue about Undisputed Era. I think the only thing with Undisputed Era for you would be the whole Adam Cole situation, wouldn't it? Situation? Uh, yeah. If he took Adam Cole out of it, they'd be all right in your eyes, wouldn't they? Uh, they wouldn't be too bad, I suppose, yeah. And admits he likes Undisputed Era as Tyler Bate starts this match off with Strong, running with a big boot. Throwing up the kicks, but Roderick Strong with the chops. Backing Bate up the corner. Irish rips him. Reverse Bate with a back body drop. I think Tyler Bate's got the speed advantage in this match. And we know he's quite powerful. You know, people might not think that with Tyler Bate, but he's incredibly strong. Most definitely, yeah. And now Roderick <laughs> backed up in the corner, caught with the uppercut. Irish rips. Strong comes in. Bate puts his feet up. Lovely reversal to get out of it. And now Kyler Riley on the, on the apron. He gets knocked down by Bate, but Roderick Strong grabs him by his leg and just uh, basically turns him into a backbreaker. I do not understand why they allow Undisputed Era to have more interference and be allowed in more matches than anybody else, really, in NXT. And the three came down hard on Bate when he tried to get him to stop the submission last time out, yet Undisputed Era was allowed to be in there for way longer than they should. And again, Riley interference... A referee, I don't think it's strong enough. I think when the Undisputed Era, maybe have a second referee at ringside to kind of help things out there as well and balance it out for the other people trying to get involved. Or William Regal really needs to kind of lay down the law backstage and say, no, this is no longer allowed. If it's going to be a tag team match, it should be two on two. Singles match should be, uh, I can't guarantee it with Undisputed Era come takeover. Even though they, they are good in themselves. As annoying as it is... I think it's, you know, it's kind of a part of heels and it's part of storylines, you know. It it kind of plays along with things like that, but I don't like to see it all the time. And, and that's what we do. And we know going back 20 years now to WCW, the Nitro, and what outside interference and the, the constant thing can go. It just, it, it's grinding after a while. And I think we've seen that. And I hope we don't see it at NXT TakeOver as well with outside interference. The one good thing about TakeOver that it's had over the years is the amount of clean finishes it had with uh, like any shenanigans that's kind of been left till after the match, you know? As back to this main event here, Roderick Strong has taken over ever since O'Reilly's interference. He's been working him down with submissions. But Bate, we know how tough he is, so he won't be out of this just yet. The fans are solid behind him. There's a fair few undeserving era t-shirts in the crowd, though. Adam Cole is an internet darling, isn't he? He's loved by... Um, I say most, you know, <laughs> people really do think that he's going to be one of the next big stars coming up. And I think Undisputed Era, you know, trying to get behind that. But I like Kyle O'Reilly, you know, I, I, it's a shame Bobby Fish got injured. 
it's it's saying that we don't get that many groups anymore. So I, I I think that's quite enjoyable, like you say. And Strong's trying to suplex Tyler Bate off the top. Bate fights off Strong, but only for a second. Roderick comes back up again. Off the top. Oh, no. Gets face planted by Tyler Bate, who makes his way back in. Oh, a lovely spinning European uppercut. Takes down Strong. Can this be the momentum type? I think it is. There's a bit of separation. You catch your breath back. As I said, the fans are behind him. That'll help. Also, Trent Seven shouting encouragement. Now, both men trading now in the middle of the ring. Look at how much Trent Seven plays with his hair. Bait there. That is beautiful. Blocking Strong. The old bait and switch. And now the big clothesline. Now coming back to the combination. Lefts and rights. And they are straight, straight right hand. Well, there's a lot of anger and frustration, you know, vying towards Strong and O'Reilly. They screwed them out of the tag team titles after they had won them. A lovely exploder suplex by Bate, who <laughs> very athletically nips up, running moonsault, goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh but Strong managing to kick out. Oh. Yeah, Bate is just such a great athlete. You just well, you hope... You know, against injuries and the personal problems and the WWE booking, that you can see him for the next 20 years or so, and that's how impressive I've uh, impressed I've been with him as he picks up strong to go for the uh, airplane spin, but can't do anything with a bad back. No, but strong picks him up, looking for a gorilla press, but uh, bait turns into a hurricane runner <laughs> and goes for a roll up, but only gets a two count. Two. I mean, I can see Tyler Bate being the next Daniel Bryan. Honestly, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. We just see it with the Hurricane Runner reversal that he just did. Bate is fantastic. Now he's going to go, maybe. Tyler Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Strong with a reversal, flips Bate over, but Bate lands on his feet. Both men are a bit punch drunk, exchanging blows in the middle of the ring. Bang, oh. rolling heel kick, but gets caught by Strong, who turns it into a Boston Crab. But Bate rolls through, turns it into a cover. Two. Well, somehow Bate. Gets shoulder off at two. Two. And now Strong with the elbows, rocking Bait back. Big knee. Oh, my God. Face first into the mat. Goes for cover. Oh, oh but Bait managing to kick out. Oh. Well, now Trent Seven very animated the ringside. He's got the towel around his neck. You don't think he could in this match. No, no. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly looking on. Not playing with his hair all the time. Look. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, bang, bang. yeah. <laughs> 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 Roger Strong now setting Bate up for the suplex. Uh, Tyler Bate getting out of it, but getting caught with an Irinagi backbreaker. And Strong straight back up on it. Oh, oh that was beautiful. Yeah. Looking for his backbreaker, but Bate <laughs> lands on his feet, does the bounce off the ring ropes, rolls up Strong, only gets a two count. Two. You can't really call what just happened there because <laughs> of how quick it was. But Ducks, back of the neck, bounce. This is where, yeah, this is where it starts. So strongly, yeah, trying to reverse suplex. Bait with a knee. Goes for a right, gets caught. Irinagi backbreaker. Strong with a suplex again, but Bait lands Looking with his feet. Looking for the backbreak, yeah. Ducks underneath, back of the neck bounce. Looking Do for the hit, but gets caught. Yeah, looking for the clothesline. Strong ducks that. Strong then tries the backbreaker. Bait turns it into crucifix. Rolls him up. Two. I mean, that is just beautiful for those two. And now, Bates underneath, back of the head bounce. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> European elbow. And that's how you do wrestling, basically, here on NXT. 
Strong roll to the outside. Bate will have got the cover there. He's not going to take a chance, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks like Bate's going to go flying. Straight over the top rope. Takes out Roderick Strong. How impressive does Tyler Bate look in this match as he throws Roderick Strong in? And this guy, they will have new XT Tag Team Champions, Tyler Driver. But Kyler Riley again up on the apron. Gets pulled off by Trent Seven. Oh, and Roderick Strong kicking Trent Seven down. Oh, Tyler Bate runs into a couple of kicks. But Strong runs into a big right hand from Bate. But Strong somehow responds with an elbow. Oh! But Bate responds with his like, roly-poly heel kick. And now he's going to finish Strong. Tyler Driver. Bang! 97. One, One two, three. three. Well, Tyler Bate just looked great in that match there. What are your thoughts on the match? I thought it was an absolutely brilliant match. Yeah, you know, it was... I think the interference was all right because it was countered. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of... And it didn't take anything away from the match. Tyler Bates still went over clean. And, you know, well-deserved victory for Tyler. I mean, what great chemistry do um, Roderick, does Roderick Strong have the British wrestlers at the moment? The match we've seen against, like, Pete Dunne or Danny Birch and now uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. You've got to be really, really impressed with this. And, and you've got to feel, you think to yourself... This is how NXT TakeOver ends at this moment in time. The last NXT before the big TakeOver event is about the tag team division. And, and that wouldn't happen a lot on many pros. Good that we've got to look forward to that. And what have you thought of this week's episode? I think they've been very entertaining, yeah. You know, I've, uh, I'm a big fan of NXT and it kind of draws up to the TakeOver events. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of given the NXT Championship a backseat to the tag team championship you know and a couple of weeks before it was all about the uh north american championship so you know they give every belt a chance as opposed to on raw or smackdown they're just in on the big titles and then like you know everything else falls into the back picture yeah exactly yeah but that's all good we go back to ourselves live yeah and as we're back to ourselves live now the uh wwe network's kickoff has started and we'll give you updates on that towards the the end of our show but we've still got a lot to go and now it's time for my favourite thing we do in our live shows. Only on live shows. We don't do it on the uh, the normal WNR episodes. And that is games. And we're going to start off. We're going to have a game each. And then the, the winner will have a special game that they will play to find out who, who is the overall winner. You'll understand me as we go along. But first off, we start with Dead or Alive. So it's my game first for Dan. And... This is one of my favourite games, and, and yeah, I know it can be a little bit dark sometimes, but I give you a choice between two wrestlers. One of them's alive, one of them's dead. And this time we are doing tag teams. So we start off, Dan, and it's quite an easy one, I feel. Hulk or Animal? Oh, uh, it is a very easy one. I'm going to go with Hulk. Being the... Dead one. Dead one, <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you're all right, Hulk. Is the dead one now, unfortunately. Okay, next one. Lance Cade or Trevor Murdoch? Um, oh, that's a difficult one. I'm going to go with Lance Cade being dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lance Cade is dead. Uh, Trevor Murdoch is a liar. They're former tag team champion. Shit, that's two out, two out of two. Uh, and the final one is Jack or Jerry Briscoe. I'm gonna go with 
Jerry Briscoe being dead. Jerry Briscoe, one of the stooges that we know recently on the network, Pat Patterson. No, unfortunately, Jack Briscoe is the one that dead there. So two out of three isn't bad. And that's what I have to beat if I get through to the uh, the playoff round. So now it's time down for your game. It is Elephant or F1. It Yay. is a classic. We've been doing it for a while now. And yeah. Yes, it is Elephant or so F1. So I've got my Elephant and F1 card. All right. I've chosen my first one. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, now that is a difficult one. Oh, my God. So I've got to guess if it's an elephant or an F1 car. Now, that sounded a bit like there was rain in the background for that one. I could hear that maybe walking through a forest-type area. I'm going to say elephant. It is elephant indeed. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. So that's 1-0 to me at the moment. All right. Are you ready for your next one? Yeah. I've got my choice. I've got my choice. <laughs> now that is a difficult one. It's a difficult one, you see. Because you think it's one thing, but it might be another. I think this is the whole point of the game as well, you see. I'm going to say, without doubt, elephant. It was an F1 car, and more precisely, it was leaving the pit lane. Oh, God. What, I see. thought it was recognisable, you see. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was recognisable. Right, so, 1-1. One, one. Okay, right, so. It's your third and final guess. I'm going to give you an easy one. <laughs> that is an easy one. And so easy, I think you're tricking me. With that one, so I'm going to say it's an elephant. It was indeed oh, an elephant. Yes. So two out of three for me. So we're both level. Oh, so we can't do the... We are both level, but I'll, I'll give you this game, seeing as uh, I've got it in the works, and to, for the, the, the overall bananas, shall we say. And this is a new game, and it's called Name the NXT Champion. Now, basically, we all know Wikipedia. And the first few lines of Wikipedia is always good for everybody. So, Dan, you've got to get three NXT champions from the f- first paragraph <laughs> of each Wikipedia page. And, and it is not easy. But the first one, born in Air Scotland. Drew McIntyre. Be- oh, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> That's when it gets difficult. <clears throat> because when you think they're former NXT champions, right, there's some you can't know where they come from, give it away. So, the next one. Born May eighth, nineteen eighty five. Actually, no. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the the other one first. Sorry. Born and raised in Orange County, California, he resided mainly in Huntington Beach and spent time there during his childhood in Uri Beach, Hawaii. Former NXT champion. <sighs> Jesus, that is. Um, born and raised in Orange County, California. Um, I mean, so there's say, Hawaiian, you know, we, when you associate Hawaiian, you associate heritage and stuff, whatever. Yes. Uh, or are you trying to go out of the... Oh, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> come on, come on now. So, former NXT champion. Former NXT champion. One of your favourite former NXT champions. One of my favourite. And process of elimination, it can't be a couple of them, can it? So, who are your favourite? So, it's not going to be Alistair Black. Yeah. It's not going to be Finn Balor. No. Um... I don't know, I give up. Oh, I'm about to say, I'll give you one more clue for you, probably give up. He's in a big match tomorrow night. He's in a big match tomorrow night. Is it a member of the New Day? No. No, no, no. All right, no, I'll right. It was Samoa Joe. That's uh, who it was. Yes. Well, if you just so, one one, one uh, if you struggle with that one, <laughs> it's going to be even worse. Born in May 8th, 1985 in Boston, Massachusetts. He was trained by W Hall of Famer Killer Kowalski and debuted in January 2005. NXT champion. Who's been around for a while? Who's been around for a while? Is he Is he on the main roster currently? No. No. Alright. Um But currently he is something. Is he the current NXT champion? Well, ask me. Is it Johnny Gnaff? <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa. It is Tommaso Ciampa. Oh. There you go. It's two out of one. What do you think of the game? I thought that was quite interesting, <laughs> yeah. Right, so we're going to play that a little bit more often now. Of course, Dan can play me on that because obviously I don't know his Wikipedia page, but there's just three there uh, that we do. And that was game, so I do win that one two one. It was game for me, but no bonus points on the line. How well, do you win that one two one? Process of elimination. If you lost the game that I set, then I win. I won that game though, so I got two out of one. Touche. I got <laughs> right, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. So actually, in total games, <laughs> I'm winning. Dad, I I've got four points in I two games. I don't look at the situation. All right. Situation. I just try and get on with it. Uh, should we do some more shout outs? Let's, because yeah. we're just getting a lengthy battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. Um, go on, you, 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 oh, you take. Frank Kinzer, undeserving era, attacked Black, and they are allowed to compete at Brooklyn. Wow. So he sees the evidence as the undisputed era driving off in the car, as as called hard fact that they did say. They should be mad. That would devastate you if undisputed era weren't allowed to wrestle at Brooklyn, wouldn't it? I know, because who would Ricochet beat? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I know, you're saying that. We're going to run through the card as well uh, after this. Uh, but well, I know whoever is responsible for attacking Alistair Black, whoever it is, deserves uh, punishment in, in a severe manner, whether it be suspension, or fine, or not allowed to compete for the NXT Championship. You know, I think it's one of these things. Uh, Dan, what do you think should happen to the person that is found guilty? Depending on who it is. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if it's someone I like, then they should be rewarded for it. If it's any member of... Well, if it's Adam Cole, he should be fired immediately with no chance of coming back. Oh, no, you can't. You can't say that. That's, that's harsh, man. No. Uh, um, <laughs> but do people ever get in trouble... For doing things in parking lots, you know. Did Rikishi get in trouble for running over The Rock? Well, yeah, yeah, we ran over oh, Austin, uh, didn't Oh, sorry, Austin, yeah. He used The Rock's car, yeah. Uh, and it was Triple H actually made him do it. Again, that is one of these things. Wait a minute, Triple H set Rikishi up to run someone over in a parking lot. It's Triple H that did it. No, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think 
they should be done. You know, suspension, heavy fine, and definitely be talked to. Uh, you've been a very naughty boy. Anyway, up the amend says, been a listener since episode one, and so happy you do live shows. Well, thank you, and hope you're listening here tonight for the big four. Should really finish <laughs> the sentence first for the big four events that we do. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's what we do do. But can we have more ridiculous moments? Now, it's the same that we're looking at. And, of course, we, we've got controversial characters coming up. We will be at number three, part three, the trilogy, if you will. And we will have more ridiculous moments. The thing is, we like to be serious. But as you can see from the live shows, we like to be a bit, I think, goofy would be the right word sometimes. So we will be bringing you the ridiculous moments part two, two. at some point. I should remind everybody it took about a year and a half for part two of controversial characters. So we're, we're, we're doing it as we can, like I say, with the May Young tournament coming up. But we're glad that you've been listening since day one, you know? Uh, well, that's sort of the best thing about it, because when we go back, like I say, nearly 175 episodes now, it's been a long road, you know? And the differences that we've had, the differences that we had uh, from the show where it first began to what it is now, it's kind of like, I, I don't say we're dependable, but we, we always do this, the kind of, you always know what we're going to get. We've got the schedule that we do every month now as well. And I think the sound and doing shows live and the interaction that we have... I think it's getting better as well. So, you know, thank you very much for that. Here's an interesting one. Oh, M-Boy, why is Dan so quiet sometimes? I think as James is so loud most of the time, so you kind of turn it down. And then when I talk, it seems like I'm talking quietly, but I'm actually not. It's the fact that James is just so loud. I am not loud at all. I, I do not know what you're saying here. Uh, no, uh, yes, sometimes it's difficult because, like you say, the, the difference in our uh, voices are quite distinct sometimes. You know, Dan usually only gets really loud on my level, I would say, when he's getting upset about something as well i think that's fair isn't it you know <laughs> if, I, if i'm calling you loud then yeah, yeah it's, no, i only yeah. get loud when james uh pushes me to get loud yeah exactly uh, and also sometimes it's a thing of um like even the scripts or, or, or what we got to read sometimes you know with the microphone to be able to see this stuff i'm not using an excuse for, for that i'm just saying this is what happens sometimes and with me my my mouth is is obviously closer to the mic than it is anything else. We're trying to sort these things out. Like I say, any audio problems like that, let us know. I mean, it's nice that your problem's not with the content. It's not with what Dan's saying. It's the fact <laughs> that you just can't hear him. And sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what? Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, um, Darius Scriber says NXT Tag Division is awful. Bring back the Ascension. Yeah, because that's what we need, the ascension to sort things out there. Yeah, well, you know, in NXT, the ascension weren't terrible. I mean, since uh, they've been taken up to the main roster, they are god-awful. But, you know, there's there's a few wrestlers that haven't benefited from the main roster push. But, you know, have a look at Mustache Mountain. Have a look at Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Even though they're part of Undeserving Era... I think they're quite a good tag team. Have a look at War Raiders. I think yeah. they're, they're going to have a good push. You've got um, Montez Ford and Dawkins as well. The Mighty Don't Kneel. Um, you know, there, there's a few very good tag teams out there. You've got, uh, who's the British guy and the American guy? Uh, Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. they yeah. are an amazing tag team. 
Oates, Dozovic and Tucker Knight as well. Heavy yep, machinery. Heavy machinery. They're part of it. So, you know, I, I think maybe it's not the kind of strongest tag teams that they have, but it's about growth. And people forget sometimes the NXT uh, is a development league. You know, so not going to hit the mark all the time, but it is developing new tag teams. And maybe these tag teams will be something bigger. Street Profits, are, you know, all them lot. In a couple of years' time, once they've had a bit of exposure and a bit accepted, you know, just how look at how long it took the new day to have respect. For some reason, a tag team takes a very long time, and maybe that's the state of the booking in tag team divisions, to get proper respect. Look how respected the Revival were, and now look at them on the main card. They're finally coming back after they had to prove that they weren't injury-prone, that they could, you know, work in all, in all these uh, uh, angles that they got given. So, you know, it's Authors of Pain is another one as well that have come up too Yeah, soon. Um, well, you know, with the Authors of Pain, I think, they was a great tag team. Now they're teaming with uh, Mojo Rawley I going know. against uh, Titus World Slide. <coughs> so you know it's uh, <laughs> it's you know I do think um, Gotch and English. Yeah, Vaudevillians as the well. Vaudevillians. Yeah. I thought they was a great tag team. You know they've Sorry. kind of put English as part of Rusev Day now, and yep. you know Simon Gotchy's. He's not there anymore. No, and Lucha Dragons, another one that were there. Now they're trying to do it again on 205 Live. But, you know, Sanity, another big team who, you know, made, came up and then again, nothing really used for them. Is it worth it bringing them up? You know, we talked about the Office of Pain being brought up when they had something to do. So maybe leave them in NXT for a while. But you've got to let it develop. I would love to see a, a three-corner match, you know, four-corners match with Lorcan, Birch, uh, Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain, you know, and throwing in another tag team there as well. Anyway, um, next one. Um, <laughs> Gabby Katz, SummerSlam will be 10 times better than TakeOver. Probably because it's 10 times longer than TakeOver. There's 10 times more matches than TakeOver. But I think I'm a believer in quality over quantity. Yes, yeah, I am as well. And like there was talk earlier in the month about um, Triple H changing. Well, people want maybe the takeover events to change to to have more matches, to fit in more people, to have a two-hour show. And I think that takes away the beauty of the NXT product of only having an hour to focus on these stories. To have five matches at Takeover, that I said, that's why Takeovers don't disappoint because you know those five matches are all going to be quality. There's no filler. You're not waiting around for anything. Uh, and I think it will ruin it if you try to expand it, you know. Uh, and, uh, it's the, and we talked about earlier about people not giving NXT a chance. Has Gabby actually watched the takeover? Or is she just looking at a card that she probably doesn't know the guys as well as she does on the main roster and saying, well, there we go. I will say this for her, and we'll talk about it tomorrow when we talk about the card for SummerSlam. SummerSlam is fucking stacked this year, you know. I, I will give it credit for that. You know, what you've got some uh, Joe versus AJ Styles, which will be a fucking cracking match. You've got the Miz versus Brian, we've had all that build up for as well. You've got Reigns versus Lesnar four. You know, and 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 a couple of other ones that I'm looking forward to seeing. My problem is is that you've got matches like Balor versus Corbin there, and you've got other matches that don't need to be with Takeover tonight. You you can't. There's not a I don't think a weak match in the bunch, is there? Well, you've got four matches for titles, and one of them. I think it's a bit of a weak personal feud, but it's a feud nonetheless. You know, it's not your gagano Chomper kind of feud, but EC3 and Velveteen Dream, you know, it, it is a bit of a personal feud. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect way. We should say thank you, everybody, for your, your shout-outs. Good 
or bad. Like I say, we'll have more shout-outs tomorrow on Sam Sam. So if you want to let us know what you thought of tonight's show, email us or, or, or uh, tweet us or go on Facebook and we'll give you all the details at the end of this show uh, to do that. But let's run through the cards. And seeing as we started off with EC3 versus Velveteen Dream, that's it. maybe that's a bit of a problem that it's not such a personal feud between the two. EC3's kind of came in, you thought he was going to be a heel, and now he's a face, but is he? Because Velveteen Dream's getting a lot of uh, strong reactions as well. So you've got a kind of mix here between the two of who the fans really going to support. Uh, I think it's quite an interesting match. I would never thought these two would have gone at it, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping with EC3 that uh, he can be a success. I've got a couple of things here. It was his first takeover. Of course, in 2009, he was signed uh, for by signed in WWE. And in NXT, he was in the fourth and fifth series of NXT as Derek Bateman in 2010 and 2011. Uh, he was then released in 2013. TNA, obviously EC3 was born. He had the chief of staff, which was Spud. Anybody who doesn't know who Spud is, that is, of course, Drake Maverick, who's 205 Live General Manager now. And he beat Kurt Angle for the TNA title. So he got released, you know, didn't walk away. Came, the character that's come up with him made it work and came here. And now he decided, or he decided to come to NXT to, to become a success. So, you know, like I say, first takeover after a couple of months. It, it's taken a long time for him to get here. I hope he's not the Bobby Roode on the main roster, as in getting lost in the shuffle at the moment, because the Velveteen Dream is uh, very strong. Velveteen Dream, of course, but, uh, this is the thing, people love the Velveteen Dream. He debuted in Tough Enough. Like, he came in like a couple of, you know, three or four years ago in Tough Enough and uh, didn't make it through all the way, got eliminated early, and then come up with the Velveteen Dream rip-off. But it worked well. And what are your thoughts on Velveteen Dreams? Who do you think has got a stronger character? I know it might be a bit of a silly question. Who do you think has got the advantage going into this match? Um, I think with the stronger character, I think Velveteen Dream has. I think he's he's actually got a brilliant character that I think could work in a lot of places. Um, You know, he's... I don't know, he's out there. He, he's good at getting in people's heads. You know, he... I think as well as well he kind of commands respects respect and he gets that respect at the end of the day as well from them yeah yeah i i, I agree and i think it's gonna be an interesting matchup i think the crowd would be split and uh i just hope ec3 wins you know so uh, rest of the card it's a really strong card tonight uh up next we'll talk about i think the match you're looking forward to seeing the most dan yes um basler versus no <laughs> <laughs> sorry Ricochet versus Adam Cow Bang And let's have a look at the build up video before we talk about it. How has the past year been for Adam Cole and NXT? A seismic shift in the NXT landscape! First ever NXT War Games matchup. Adam Cole won. First ever. NXT North American champion, you're looking at him. Adam Cole cannot be stopped. Let's go! We are the ones at the top of the mountain, climbed all the way up and never looked down. Run with the right crowd, I likes the rumble. Hold a nice crown, it's hard to be humble. We welcome you now to our arena. If you don't know right now, it's hard to beat us. They can say what they want, only makes us stronger. Take us straight to the top. Use the hate to launch us. Ricochet is bringing his brand of excitement to NXT. 
I'm a guy who can do some things that not many, if anybody, can do. I'm going to change this industry forever. There's only one ricochet, and I make it look good. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I had my hands on that championship, and Adam Cole found a way to steal it. There are three types of superstars. There's good, there's great, and there's special. Ricochet is a good superstar. He might even be great. He's not special. Adam Cole is special. It's not about being good. It's not about being great. It's not about being special. It's about being better. I think you're good, but you're hiding behind that championship. Go ahead, leave. Just like the coward I thought you were. I am a once-in-a-lifetime performer. The NXT North American Championship is a very special championship because of the man who holds it. That title needs to be around the waist of somebody who will go out there each and every night and defend it with honor, with respect, and with the intention of making that the most important championship in NXT. And Adam Cole, he's failing at that. When I beat the best Ricochet, I'll show the world that there's a better Adam Cole. I promise you, it's only going to hurt you even more whenever your name is wiped off that championship and replaced with Ricochet. So, Dan. Yes, I, I do think it has the potential to bring the roof down. Um, you know, these two guys, you know, credit where credit's due to Cole, you know, he hold his own in a ring but I think you know that's nothing towards him I, I think it's more towards you know it's I, I, I don't know how to explain it without being too kind to him so I'm not gonna <laughs> right well one year since the Undisputed Era's debut in NXT and they look to properly take over here tonight uh, I mean Adam Cole's achievements people that you know we talk about Rick Club, part of the Bullet Club. Let's not forget that. Bullet Club's one of the biggest groups in the entire world. The only three-time Ring of Honor champion. The only. When you consider people like Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, uh, all won the uh, Ring of Honor title. None of them had won it for three, three times. And also, Dan, do you know what the most important thing is as well? What's that? He likes scuba diving. That's why I think it's going to be an interesting match here tonight. You've got the leader of the Undisputed Era, who I feel needs to prove in a one-on-one situation that he can take out ricochet and i love ricochet but i worry about him here tonight uh the next match we talk about is the tag team titles mustache mountain versus the undisputed era speaking of the undisputed era dan what are your thoughts on the match I, I, again you know i think this has the potential to be a very great match um you know without adam cole and bobby fish at ringside I think Carl O'Reilly and Roderick Strong will have a great match against Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. You know, you've got the the, the British strong style of uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, and you've got, you know, the Messiah of the Backbreaker and the growing on me, entertaining, handsome Carl O'Reilly. Well, you you got to think two months ago at the WWE NXT UK special that we had, these two teams put on uh, a candidate, and and that's not uh, no joke when we when we say that. 
you know, and the chemistry was off the chart. The the match, the second match they had was a story not told in a very long time. Again, a very good match. I expect them here tonight in Brooklyn, like I say, to to really go all out and deliver. You know, probably Tyler Bates' best performance in a W ring. When you consider how great he's been in the peak match of the year that he had with Pete Dunne, I feel in tag team that it can be even more with the talent that's strong and O'Reilly bring to it as well. I think there's there's not one match on this card that I think is going to be weak. You know, you look at uh, wrestling-wise, maybe EC3 versus Velveteen Dream might not be the greatest, but I think the storyline going to be told in that is going to be great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. Uh, but there is a couple more matches that we've got to talk about. First up, anything else about the tag team title match, Dan? No, no, I, I just hope it delivers and there's no screwy finishes. Yeah, uh, well, the next match to talk about is the women's, uh, NXT women's title, which, of course, is Basler versus Sane. And you have to go back in this one to look at the May Young Classic from last year and see the fact that Kari Sane beat Basler to become the first ever May Young winner. You know, and when you think about how big and bad Basler's been, I call her the most dangerous woman in WWE, and that is no joke. She comes in, she's away. She's like an entertaining version of Brock Lesnar. But I feel tonight with Sane, Sane might have a number. Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, again, you know, going back to the May Young Classic, Kari Sane had Every single match was a four-star or better, in our opinion. She had some great matches, you know, even up to and including the final. She had Basler's number, and, you know, she's... I, I think Basler's concerned. But this is, uh, you know, the same Basler that has put the crazy Nikki Cross to sleep. You know, she, she finally... Defeated Ember Moon after, was it two or three attempts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I think she, she learns as she's fighting against someone. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if Kari... Because, again, you know, since joining NXT, Kari Sane hasn't been the same Sane that we saw in the May Young Classic. Yes, but I will say this, right? They've, they've, both of them have got two, uh, a thing going for them. With Basler, it's the hype of the four horsewomen. Uh, and like we saw we saw earlier on the kickoff on the network that Basler arrived with uh, two of, uh, obviously not Ronda Rousey, but the other two of the four horsewomen of MMA. But with Sane, if she becomes NXT Women's Champion the same time the May Young Classic was to start, then you can say, look, the winner of the May Young Classic last year is now a champion. Could be exactly the same here. I, you know, that, that's, that's just all I, I can think about. I think it's going to be a great match. And I think Sane can really bring it. Anybody that thinks she might be a bit of a soft touch, I think it's going to be a bit of a, you know, like I say, she is pushed on punishment in with Basler. But like you said perfectly, Basler does adapt to um, the, the what she's wrestling in and she can into her favour any time just by even working on the body part. So before we talk about the main event, let's just have a look at the build-up to this match. Since day one, my goal, my dream, my everything is to be the NXT champion. 
Johnny Gargano. Hope is lost. Faith is broken. Your fairy tale, it's over. Johnny Gargano may have won the battle, but I will always win the war! In Chicago, all I saw was anger and hatred and suffering. That's why you won. After TakeOver Chicago, after beating Johnny, freaking wrestling with my hands, cuffed together, you damn straight. I knew I was the number one contender. Alistair, boy, you have something that I want. You know better than anyone what the NXT Championship means to me. Because even after Chicago, you knew you could twist the knife even more. Johnny, just like you were ready to replace me, I knew I couldn't let you win. Wait a minute! Johnny Gargano! Whoa! Johnny Gargano, what the hell? You didn't mean to do that, boy. Oh, my God! No. I replaced you. No! No! Oh, my God! Tommaso Ciampa is NXT champion because of me. All it took was one moment. That changed NXT. There's... Is my NXT now? Never in a million years did you think the Gargano fairy tale ended like this. This is not your NXT. Now while I'm still breathing. Johnny Gargano loses. I win. The only reason he's NXT champion is because of me. I guess you're right. The only reason he's NXT champion is because of you. Alistair Black has sustained substantial injuries. And while Alistair is no longer standing, two men are. So in the main event for the NXT championship, it will be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. In a last man standing match. From an unsanctioned match in New Orleans to a street fight in Chicago. Have I given everything? Not yet. Understand the real story here. This isn't Johnny Gargano's fairy tale. This is about me. It's about the main event. The greatest sports entertainer of all time. I got one more shot. And everything is said and done in Brooklyn. I will be NXT champion, and I will be Johnny Wrestling again. I got one more shot to achieve my dream. Not just become NXT champion, but to stop Tommaso Ciampa. This is my proof. TakeOver Brooklyn will be my ultimate moment. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure Tommaso Ciampa does not leave Brooklyn the NXT champion. So what do you think of this? I mean, it's just so epic, isn't it, at the moment, you know? Well, you did say after the last couple of encounters that, you know, what could make the match more spicy? Well, how about throwing in the NXT Championship along with that as well? I know. Last man standing. Blackheart. 
versus Gagana here tonight. It's the best story WWE's told in a good many years now, you know. Go Is it a modern day Rock and Austin? I think it's even better than that because Rock and Austin were never tag team partners. It's like a Marty Jannetty, Sean, it's like the Rockers told really, really well where one of them doesn't become a star, both of them do, you know, because who would have thought Chomper would be NXT champion now and Gagano challenging? You know, and you put perspective, this is the third takeover in a row they're going to main event. The third one, you know, no one has ever done it before in a kind of storyline between these two. Yeah, they didn't want this as early, I don't feel. You know, they wanted Ali B in there and then maybe the next takeover could be about the two. But now they've got this here and they're going to deal with it perfectly because this is what these two do. The matches that we had seen with them involved are just brilliant, you know, and and that's what's the incredible thing about it. This match will steal the show, no matter how good the other matches are, because we just don't know the level they're going to go to. I mean, what are your what are your final thoughts on on the, this NXT title match? Again, you know, the, the third in a trivecta. Some people might say, you know, it's is it getting a bit boring, but I still don't see how it can. You know, after the first match, you thought, well, what else can they bring? And they absolutely brought it. So, you know, they're going to think, well, how can we go one step further? And, you know, how are they going to keep the other one down for a 10-second count is, you know, that's going to be a very interesting part of it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is about Brooklyn, NXT Brooklyn 4, we are starting earlier. You know, we are starting at midnight as opposed to 1 o'clock morning as we have done, or 7 Eastern time instead of 8. I think the reason is uh, Triple H is saying that they can expand it more if they wanted to. But I think that, that Gagano uh, Ch- Chumper match could go 45 minutes and I don't think it'll be a problem. You know, uh, I, th- I think that is, is something that we will see. But looking at the card, how, think, how strong do you think the card looks on paper? I think that looks a great card. You know, you've got no filler matches. All of these matches here have the potential to be a five-star match. Yeah. And, you know, that's what you want to see. You know, I know you're going to hate me for this one, but the only downside match I see is EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah, no, I can see But I think the story in that will be told so well. Because has Dream had a bad takeover match? No, he hasn't. This is another thing. Look at the stories. With Alistair Black that he had about Say My Name, that he did so well. And, and, and of course, uh, Cassie Sono when he dressed up as a boxer. Velveteen Dream can get in people's heads... And and I think we're going to see that. I think the story is going to be brilliantly told. Uh, so what match are you looking forward to the most out of everything on the card? I have to say, I think it is going to be, you know, aside from the Chompa Gagano match, I think it could be the uh, Strong and O'Reilly versus Bait and Seven. Yeah. I think that could be a... Fucking awesome, man. You're going to hate me saying this, but I think you might be really surprised by Adam Cole uh, against Ricochet. I think these two men will put on a hell of a match. Uh, I'm really looking forward to your next takeover event. It never disappoints you. You can't not build it up as much as you can. Uh, I think before we go, though, we just talk about what's happened on the network, because, of course, we are the WWE Network View. Uh, what happened on the kickoff? So it's Charlie Caruso, Sam Rosenberg, and Pat McAfee on there. And they're basically hitting the same points we are. They're talking about what happened to Alistair Black. A couple of things that we haven't got. Uh, they spoke to Ricochet backstage, and he's uh, he said he exceeds that. He's not on the Undisputed Era's level, Dan. 
he exceeds them. That's what Ricochet said. He looks very confident. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of other things, a lot of surveillance footage and a lot of uh, promo videos, much like we have on here. But I think we give it to you in, in a little bit uh, happier way. And Alison Black released something on Instagram. Says, I am watching you. So I think Alistair Black knows who did it. When will he be ready to respond? We just don't know. We'll leave you on that cliffhanger. One thing, though, that you can remember is our next episode is WNR 174. It'll be tomorrow. We'll be live SummerSlam kickoff at 9pm. We'll do exactly what we've done today, apart from it will be SummerSlam. So we'll talk about SummerSlam news. We'll talk about the latest WWE news and everything like that as well. Uh, so that should be everything for you. NXT TakeOver will come out. Uh, probably on Sunday. We'll release SummerSlam Wednesday and then uh, NXT Tokyo come out Sunday and we'll bring you the NXT episode on with that as well. So basically we're giving you anything. Dan, final words on tonight's takeover. What are you look? F- no, what, what are you hoping tonight? Leave us on the something positive. I'm hoping that all five of these matches deliver. I'm hoping there's no outside interference and we get as clean as finish as possible. You know, I don't mind a little bit of shenanigans in there, but, you know, nothing from outside interference. And uh, I'm hoping we get some uh, new debutants in the crowd. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Like we talked about Matt Riddle. We'll be keeping an eye out for him and maybe some more. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping it's going to be a great show, like our live show has been tonight. I, I think uh, it's been great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for your comments. We'll be doing exactly the same thing tomorrow at 9 p.m. But if you want to contact us, we're on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review and Google Plus. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. And come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review podcast. We've got fun clips on there like Ricochet hitting a 630 splash. Podcasts go at the same time on YouTube as they do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Don't forget on SoundCloud to subscribe to our music maker Diddly. We're also on Spreaker Radio where you listen to us live now. We'll be there tomorrow. And of course, Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. I have been James Rowlands as we await NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. I've been joined with. Damn right. Thanks for this, everybody. You thought I forgot your name then, didn't you? I was going to slap you. Dan, I never forget you. Thanks Say for... my name. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.